Today's episode is all about hormonal birth control and the correlation between depression and this is probably one of the most vulnerable and open episodes that I've ever done and I wanted and I really felt called to share my story with you guys because then you might understand why I'm so passionate about this topic and helping other women through coming off birth control and thriving on their natural cycle. Now there is a trigger warning I have to say about suicide and miscarriage so if that's something that you don't want to be listening to today then here's the trigger warning tune out now I'm not offended but if that's something that you have struggled with depression or um, those kind of suicidal thoughts due to birth control or due to dysregulated hormones then definitely stay tuned listen in to how my story my, my journey has been and I would love to hear from you even if it helps one of you that's that would make me happy that I shared this story so let me know what you think I'm your host Jessica Riga and welcome to the Holistic Hustle, the podcast for curious, ambitious and open-minded women. If you want to raise your frequency, live an abundant, healthy lifestyle while pursuing your passions, you are exactly in the right place. If this is your vibe, pull up a chair and come sit with us. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Holistic Hustle. Now, it's been a crazy January. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like this year in 2024 is going to be so expansive. Just so many things are happening. Massive shifts in energy, in material things, in energetics, in family. I don't know. It's too much to explain right now. But if you feel it too, I would love to hear from you. I've been getting my head stuck into astrology, into human design, trying to figure out where it's all coming from. But I think just 2024 is just a year that's going to be great for many people. And after the past couple of years I've had or we've had as a collective as well with everything with the big C and, you know, being stuck at home, I feel like life in 2024 is finally getting back to normal and so today I really wanted to go into a topic that is very close to my heart it's something that I really work on with my clients to help them have really good mental health as well as physical health and that's why I kind of moved into this area of holistic health rather than just personal trainer or life coach I really wanted to help women as a whole, you know? So I started off doing the personal training and then I went into nutrition coaching, added both of those together and I still realized there was so much missing. Like we don't just live in a two-dimensional world where we just have those two things, the physical and what we eat. We also have our workplace, our relationships, our financial situation. So looking at health in general has to be like a multi-dimensional approach and that's really where I started to work as a holistic health practitioner. Now the conversation today I have to say is has a little bit of a trigger warning. I am going to talk about depression, suicide um, and maybe some difficult topics. So if you would like to listen, come and join me, come and sit, say get your headphones on, get comfortable 
And if you find any of those situations triggering, then I would advise to turn the podcast off now. I also wanted to just mention before we start that I am not a medical um, practitioner. I am not a doctor. Uh, This is just from my personal experience and my scientific research that I've done. And also as my 10 years in teaching and coaching clients has kind of given me so much this is what I've learned throughout these 10 years from that as well. So what I'm going to talk about today is really the correlation between taking the hormonal birth control pill and also depression. And I think this is something that is becoming more commonly talked about, but it definitely wasn't when we were younger. So it's 2024, I'm now 32, and I went on the pill, I have to think, probably when I was like 15. And... To give you a little bit of backstory about depression and my family, um, my mum had always suffered with depression as far as I can remember. It's something that was just prevalent in her life. We didn't probably have the easiest life. She was a single mum. She was working, um, I mean, full time on her own, looking after me and my dad was in a different country. So obviously that's going to add to stress levels, maybe depression as well. And yeah, she had depression for, I mean, as long as I can remember. And her mum actually also had depression too. Um, My mum's mum actually ended up committing suicide when my mum was about three or four, I think. And so I always had this narrative in my head that I'm predestined or genetically predetermined to have depression. It's just in our family. It runs in our family because that's all I'd ever known. And so um, I went on the pill when I was about 15 and it was kind of like the thing that people just did. It was your becoming of age, you've got your period and it's just something that most girls were doing and I think probably because the parents just wanted to be safe and know that we're not going to get pregnant. But it almost felt like a badge of honour, like I'm old enough now, I'm, I'm like getting of that age. I didn't become sexually active until like two years later. So it was definitely just to be safe. And I have to say, when I went to get the pill in England, it's very easy. You just go to the nurse, you say you've got your period, you don't want to have it because you have painful periods or something like this. And they just give it to you. Unless you were a smoker and had migraines, they just put you on a specific pill and then off you go on your way. I actually feel quite privileged that I have the opportunity to contrast it with the German doctors because I have friends in Germany so I can see what the different countries do and how they approach things. And in Germany, if you want to go on hormonal birth control you have to actually get a physical checkup by a gynecologist doctor and until then they won't give you hormonal birth control so on the one hand I think that's good just to check that everything's okay because it's not very common in England I don't think to get a checkup unless there is some kind of symptoms that you would like to have looked at and so This pill that I got from the nurse came with no, well, I guess there's some side effects, of course. Uh, What Something that was common was you might gain weight or you might lose weight. And those girls that did gain weight who I knew of, they just got put on a different pill. So it was never really told or questioned to me, is there any 
history of depression in your family or is there anything that we should know? What's your health like in general? It was just kind of, okay, you're of age, you've got your period, I'll give you the pill. Now, very soon after I got this pill, I I mean, I started taking it regularly. I didn't really have any side effects, but that year I had lost both my grandparents, two of my grandparents. And this was the first year where I would say that I first experienced depression. Like I was so sad and it's, if anyone who's ever experienced depression, it's beyond sadness. It's you don't want to get out of bed. You are crying all the time. I mean, it's different for everyone, but those were the symptoms for me. And um, maybe finding it difficult to hold relationships. So maybe being more argumentative, irritable, um, not motivated to do things. And I definitely didn't want to go to school. I definitely was having trouble with friends at school. And it just all felt a bit much. And that was the first time I really went to a school counsellor. But I wouldn't have really thought anything of it until I kind of know what I know now. And I was doing some scientific research and they say the first two years of oral contraceptive use may raise the risk of depression in women and adolescents compared with their peers by 70%. Yes, like crazy. So in the first couple of years and looking back now, I feel like the hormonal birth control pill was one of the main factors in the reason why I felt like I felt. Of course, when you're a teenager, your hormones are all over the place anyway. Um, it's, It's a bit of a crazy time in general, but to say that I had depression already at the age of 16, which I definitely think it was, and obviously the school counselor confirmed that, and the state, the mental state I was in was just not a very good place to be. Another supporting point in this that I found in my scientific research was that women in general who were on oral contraceptives were so much more likely to develop depression than their peers who weren't. Now let me just put it like this, I'm not here to bash hormonal birth control. I think it's great, I think it's um, it's created so many more freedoms for women in general. It created the free love movement. It allowed women for the first time ever to get into a career or the corporate ladder to to actually excel in the things that they loved and that they were passionate about and just and not just be a baby making machine, you know? So I really loved that for our society. However, I'm not for uninformed consent around oral contraceptives or even any contraceptives and it's so often the case that teenagers or women are not told some of the side effects that can be caused in this case I'm talking specifically about the hormonal birth control pill but not just that because I have also taken other contraceptives that also had a really bad side effects with me so I definitely am not against the hormonal birth control pill I'm I'm very much for informed consent and I'm also not wanting to create fear here. I'm opening up the conversation to be had that there is a correlation between hormonal birth control and depression and I personally know so many women who are on antidepressants and it's very common for a doctor, even if a woman is on the pill, to just prescribe antidepressants And the statistics of women who have depression in the UK is one of the highest in Europe. And the numbers are just increasing every year. And 
I would say antidepressants is also easier to get in the UK. The hormonal birth control pill is easier to get in the UK. You very much have to jump through a couple of hoops to get it over here in Germany and go to psychiatric tests, psychiatrist tests. And in again, in England, the doctor can just prescribe you antidepressants. And often they don't even ask you, okay, so what is your movement like? What is your social life like? What is your nutrition like? Because they're so overworked, they don't really have time per person to ask or to care. And I've seen it time and time again with family members who have got sick or just in general with myself that I'll come with a situation to the doctors and they will barely check the symptoms that I have and just prescribe me something because that's easier. And again, not bashing doctors, it the best thing would be for health practitioners like I or personal trainers or nurses and doctors all to work together so that we can have a multidimensional, multifaceted approach to helping people heal and helping people get better. But at the moment, there's just so much disconnection because one, there's not enough knowledge about it. I think we definitely are having a big movement more towards women's rights within female anatomy, um, women's autonomy as well. And just to be able to decide what we want for our bodies, what we want for our lives, for our health, for our families. But this comes with knowledge and education and informed decision making about whatever it is you want to make a decision about. And this in particular, this episode is about hormonal birth control. So fast forward a couple of years, I decided to stop taking the pill because I was useless at taking it. I'd always forget. And to be honest, I ended up having a miscarriage and that sent my hormones, first of all, completely out of whack and I just mention it on this podcast because very often women don't like to talk about it it's still a very taboo subject I think maybe they feel ashamed or it's something that also for me very much affected my mental health and how I felt about the whole situation it really did bring me into a bit of a um yeah, well, a depression a couple of years later when I realized what had happened and things had processed emotionally in my body and in my mind. And well, I ended up getting the implant in England, the implant contraceptive, which which is almost like a hair grip and it gets put under your skin and your arm and you cannot physically take it out yourself. You have to go to a nurse. And the messed up thing was I was just moving to Germany when I just got that put in and I did know with this particular contraceptive that I could have side effects. It was very clear to me that for some women it worked amazingly. I had a friend who'd been on it for two years and she loved it. And then I also had a friend that went on it for a couple of months and it just did not agree with her whatsoever and sadly the same happened with me so I was in Germany stuck with this implant in my arm and in England it's really easy to get it taken out you just go to the nurse you make an appointment and she can take it out for you in Germany they didn't really hand out this contraceptive very often it wasn't as approved or um I think because you cannot take it out yourself or stop it if you do have side effects, I think that was the reason for it. Anyway, we had to get an appointment to go to the hospital to be able to get it taken out. And in the end, I didn't get an appointment for, I think, four months. And the year, I had it in for almost a year. And that year, 
I basically was spotting and had my period almost every day for that whole year. Not only did it affect my sex life, it also affected my relationships with with my partner at the time. And looking back, it definitely did increase the um, reason why we broke up. I was I genuinely felt crazy on this implant. My mood swings were up and down like a bloody roller coaster. I could cry at the drop of a hat. I was irritable. I was angry. And it's just so incredible how when you're in that situation and you're not aware that it could be this contraceptive, that you you think it's just you. You think it's your environment and you, and you take it as face value but actually it's just this contraception that's in your arm and you can't take it out. So in the end, I finally got it taken out. But this is when I started to develop severe PMS symptoms. And basically, I started to feel very, very, very depressed just before my period. And I still wasn't into cycle syncing. I still wasn't into tracking my cycle it was very much oh if my period came just whenever I just wasn't even thinking about it that much so this depressive phase before my period just seemed like I was just having depression again because I wasn't seeing any of the patterns and so often I would have these phases of being literally so almost suicidal and I don't say that lightly but almost suicidal and having really suicidal thoughts and being just super depressed, not being able to get out of bed. And I ended up getting diagnosed with PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a much more crass version of PMS. Now, if any of you women are listening and you have PMDD, you are seen, you are heard, here is always an open door to slide into my DMs or talk to me about it because I really have been able through my lifestyle and through helping myself with movement, movement is medicine, be able to move away from having PMDD regularly. It still does come up if I don't stick to my routines and rituals that help me move away from that. But I truly and honestly believe this was down to the contraceptives that I've had over the past years. Now, like I said, it definitely is more prevalent in the women who maybe have genetically predispositioned depression in their family. But again, this was never asked. This was never told to me. I haven't read it in many books. It's really hard to find literature on this topic. And there are many women that are now talking about it on Instagram and online. And there are many books that you can read that can really help. But this was such a difficult time for me in my life. And the main thing that really changed the way I was, was actually finding cycle syncing. Many women say that this isn't scientifically backed, but I 100% guarantee you it has changed my life from turning it completely upside down. I no longer suffer with PMDD. I have a handle on my depression, which I'm very confident to say that I feel like these things are very fluid and very much have a lot to do with your gut health, with your hormonal health, with your overall well-being. And so these things are very much in your control when you know how. And cycle syncing really taught me how to have it in my control. If you don't know what cycle syncing is, it's a way of your period and your menstrual cycle, you have four phases. And it's a way of 
eating in these four phases, it's a way of training in these four phases, and each phase you'll do different things. So for example, in the first two weeks after your period, you'll be much more sociable, you'll be able to handle a little bit more weight in the weight room because of the certain hormones that are prevalent in that those first two weeks. After the day of your ovulation, then you'll probably be a little bit more tired, you'll be a little bit more inflamed in your body in general. So you're going to want to look at anti-inflammatory food, you're going to want to look at lighter trainings, you're going to want to maybe stay at home and listen to your body a little bit more. And the whole process of learning about cycle syncing is absolute, it feels like freedom again. You understand your body for the first time in what feels like forever and anyone who does suffer with PMDD or or depression from hormonal birth control I can guarantee you that it's definitely something that you should try and that will make your life better. The second thing that has really helped me since learning about all of this is really coming off hormonal birth control and learning how to track my cycle. First of all that, learning how to track my cycle, learning how to decipher what certain symptoms look like and signs look like throughout my cycle so I know when I'm fertile, I know when I'm, for example, coming up to my period, or I know when I need to reduce stress. Your period is like a report card for your body. Every month you get this report card and your period can really tell you a lot about how you are. So you've heard it that if you are super stressed one month, you might lose your period for a month. If you eat kind of unhealthy or have excessive amounts of alcohol one month, you might also lose your period. If you have so much stress that you're not eating properly, you might lose your period. But it can also be the other way around. You could also have really heavy long periods. So the way your period shows up is really a reflection of how your month has been and how your month has been in each phase. So I really learned how to read my period blood, my cervical mucus, um, my body temperature. All these things really help you to understand your body better, to understand what your body needs. And if you want to, you can look at it like this way. And this actually blew my mind. So men are like the sun. Every day they wake up, they are on this 24-hour cycle The sun comes up every day, it's exactly the same, you look at it, it's exactly the same, you know what you're going to get, you know what to expect, and it goes back down at sunset, and then it comes right back up the same the next day. Women, on the other hand, are like the moon. Every time you look up at the sky and every time it comes, rises, it is in a different phase of its cycle. It's on a 28-day cycle. So this world is very much running on a patriarchal men's cycle. We wake up every single day and we're expected to go to work on a nine to five and our bodies don't work like that. So we're all in this hustle and bustle of being in our masculine and doing all the time, being more logical, being more direct and just taking action. Whereas we actually need to spend some time in our feminine energy to take breaks, to receive, to learn how to receive. And that's when we really get creative and feel good about ourselves. And so often these hormonal dysregulations also come from an imbalance of this masculine and feminine energy. We live in a masculine dominated energy world. And once you start to learn how to bring some more of that feminine energy to you again, and this is what cycle syncing really taught me is how to do that. And 
tracking my cycle and all of the or signs that you get throughout your cycle, it's almost like a permission slip to be able to take those breaks, to be able to stand in your feminine energy, to be able to respect your body again and not push it beyond boundaries or or not listen to it when it's trying to signal to you that it's tired, that it needs a break because we're taught to push through PMS, we're taught to push through pain, we're taught to just keep going and going and going. That's what, for example, corporate, corporate world is like. We don't get any breaks for our period days. But if you listen to how our ancestors did it, they took three or four days just to retreat to their woman cave and just be with themselves, listen to their body, connect to their innate feminine wisdom, their womb, their sacral chakra, you know? So all of this disconnect has actually come from being so much in our masculine. And that has helped me coming back into my feminine, learning how to see the signs and connect back to what my body's actually doing and what it needs and what it's saying. You know, our body doesn't speak with words, it speaks with symptoms. And if you're suffering with depression or severe PMS or painful periods, all of these signs and symptoms is trying to tell you something. And over the past couple of years, I've really learned how to read that. And that's really what I'm trying to help my clients do now is learn how to read their body, reconnect with what their body is saying, and to be able to help them choose, you know, and feel empowered about being able to get out of these situations. You might be genetically predestined to have severe painful periods or to have depression, but that doesn't mean that that is your destiny. You have so much power in your lifestyle choices, what you eat, what you do, how you move, how you think, how you express your emotions, how you set your boundaries. All of these things make a difference in your menstrual cycle and how you feel throughout. So if this is something that interests you, I have a new hormone program out in March and I'm going to give you some juicy details at the end of this episode. It's been a long time coming and it's everything that I've learned over the past 10 years in my career as a health coach and I've compacted it into 12 little weeks that can literally change your life. We went very deep very quickly but I really felt like I had to share this with all of you because if one, even if this helps one of you sitting at home thinking you're depressed, thinking suicidal thoughts or thinking that this is never going to end, I promise you, you have so many other options to come off it, to track your cycle naturally, to, to also prevent pregnancy naturally. You do not have to use hormonal birth control. You can use condoms. You can use the fertility awareness method, which I also teach in my course, in my 12-week course. So there's so many options. And if this sounds like you and you need some help or you'd like some, some information, do not hesitate to reach out to me because I've been there, I've been through it, and I understand that it can be difficult. So without further ado, I'm going to stop here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions, you know where I am. Please share with your friends or family members that you think this might help. And as always, my door is open if you'd like to chat. Please give five stars if you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, guys. Sending you all lots and lots of love.